damn it, my uh, my shop is a wreck. If you don't know, I record in the in my shop, in my piano shop, and shit is fucking everywhere. I got sawdust, I got action parts everywhere, I got moving blankets, microfiber cloths, fucking wrappers from candy. Hadn't had candy in a while, by the way. Keto's going great, but I hadn't cleaned in a while, so there's fucking candy wrappers everywhere. Sawdust. I think I said sawdust. And my hand looks like Jesus is back. I fucking cut the shit out of my fingers. Uh, My hand. Got calluses on my thumb. It's ridiculous. Sorry, Christians, if I offended you. But uh, get over it. I'm not in a good mood. So get the fuck over it. Um, I'm kidding. I'm in a great mood. Not really, but I'm not in a bad mood. I'm in a uh, stable mood. I think stable's better than any of that. But, you know, I steer with, I steer clear of excitement, frustration, anger. I try to steer clear, but I keep running into that shit. You know what I'm saying? You probably don't. Uh, I'm going to Nashville this weekend, and I am cutting everything off. I'm cutting my phone off. Uh, that's the only thing I'm cutting off. <laughs> I don't have anything else to cut off, but I'm definitely not my, you know, I'm uh, definitely cutting my phone off, putting the laptop away. I'm going to bring maybe a pen and a notebook and I am going to relax. I'm going to downtown Nashville when I get there and I'm going to buy me some cowboy boots. I am not even fucking with you. <laughs> I've been wearing these boots to ride the old motorcycle. Talk about a dream. Uh, that's what people don't understand. They look ridiculous. I'll give you that. But, uh, it's the most comfortable shoe on the planet. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm not exaggerating at all. You rednecks know what I'm talking about. These snowflakes. Why don't you go, why don't you go get you some boots and see, uh, (laughs) see that you can still have liberal ideas with boots on your feet. It's possible. It is possible. You know? Yeah, maybe not. But anyway, yeah, my hands all cut up. Been stringing a piano. Finally, I got that pin block drilled like I was talking about the other day. Got it all drilled. Got it fit to the plate. I put it in. Look, I was putting the thing in right, and there's these these big ass screws. They're wood screws, but they're like big ass screws. The tap on them is like a quarter inch, which is that's fat for a screw. And they're probably, I don't know, the webbing screws are probably two inches long, which that's not that long, but the bolts that go into the rim are like four to six inches long. Uh, But I'm screwing them in, and I've got this impact drill, and I don't know, I don't know if they've been around that long, but they're cordless and they're electric, and they go, you know, like the pneumatic drills, but these are electric and they will tighten the shit out of a screw and i went a little crazy on one of them and i snapped that fucking screw in half and uh not very happy (laughs) about that so i don't know what i'm gonna do i'm gonna have to because it went all the way into the piano and then i kept you know because i needed it to get a little tighter thought i needed it to get a little tighter and then it started spinning rapidly. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. I just fucking snapped a screw in half inside a 
$30,000 piano. That's no big deal, right? Uh, yeah, it is a big deal. So I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'm going to have to get a um, easy out. So easy out, you just drill a hole through the center of that screw, the tap of that screw, which is not easy. <laughs> and then you drill this easy out in it, and it's reverse threaded. So when you... When you when you uh, drill counter counterclockwise, when you drill counterclockwise, it goes in, and when it gets to the bottom, since it's going counterclockwise, it will pull the the screw right out of there. So I'm hoping that that will work. If it doesn't, I don't know what I'm gonna do. But you know what? I found there's this law in the universe. And uh, this doesn't this doesn't completely um, uh, pertain, or uh, this doesn't completely relate to this. But there is this law in the universe. I can't remember what the law is called, but it's probably cool. And uh, there's there's this law that you get exactly the amount of time you need in order to perform the task at hand. So the universe is always going to provide you with what you need in order to do what is in front of you. And you can argue, well, when it yeah, that's fine. But if you keep that in mind, I'm preaching. I can say you. I can. I can say if you do this, fuckers, you will. But, you know, from my experience, my uh, unlimited experience, uh, very limited experience, if I keep that attitude when I approach stuff that I've got the exact amount of time to do whatever the task is in front of me, then things go much more smoothly. And I have to trust that if I don't get it done, then that means that task was not supposed to get done. You know, it might fuck up, it might make me uncomfortable, it might be a huge mistake, and it might make me look like an absolute jackass, but if I see it through and I go into the future, I will see that that mistake was absolutely necessary for my growth as a human being. Bam! How about that? Just spit some fucking spiritual knowledge on you. I'm a spiritual fucking gangster, dude. You you have no idea. You have no idea. You probably do have an idea. You're like, wow, I heard your last podcast, and I know that that is Bullshit Banks. Bullshit Banks, that is the name of the next podcast. Uh, Alliteration. You gotta have alliteration. I am looking at this uh, gantry that I built. I built it almost a year ago, and I'm still proud of it. Maybe I'll post it on... uh, I think I did post it on Instagram. It's the thing that's holding the big plate up on top of the piano. And uh, I built this thing. It looks like a torture device. Use some red wood. uh, I don't know what the wood is, but it's red. It's soft wood, so I don't know what the actual tree is. But they're four by fours, and yeah, I put an engine lift in there, make me a hoist. That way I can hoist that piano right out of there, that plate right out of the piano. Pretty damn cool if you ask me. Pretty damn cool. 
I would say come on by the shop, but I can't have all of my 17, 18 listeners coming on, coming here at once, you know. If you send me an email, maybe I'll let you come see. Maybe. I doubt it. Matthew Banks podcast at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, and if you want to book me, you can send that. You can send an email to that or MatthewBanksComedy at gmail.com. I got both of those motherfuckers now. What you think about that, huh? MatthewBanksComedy.com is where you can see all my dates, you know, where I'm going to be performing next. I got no dates on there right now. I've been resentful. I've been, uh, <clears throat> I've been down on myself. I've been feeling sorry for myself. I don't, I don't know what to do. I need to work on loving myself more. You ever try to love yourself? It's not. It's impossible. Fucking stupid. Um, but yeah, I haven't put my dates up in a while. I've been lazy. I really have been super busy. Uh, that's not. Uh, not. That's not not the truth. But it is not a good excuse. Um. I have been working my butt off in the piano shop lately. I've been swinging a fucking two and a half pound sledge. You don't think two and a half pounds is heavy until you swing that bitch, you know, 4,000 times in a day. Ask any construction worker. They'll tell you. Those iron workers. I still don't really understand what an iron worker is. I guess it's the people that build the, put the I-beams together, the steel girders. I think it's the guys that put those together and fit those together uh, when they're building a skyscraper. I got a lot of friends, not a lot, but a couple friends that are iron workers. I should probably know this because I am interested. I'm genuinely interested. I, uh, I'm a metal guy. I'm a big fan of metal. I think I'm going to take, there's these classes you can take here in the Bay and uh, I can learn machining and... I want to learn more about tempering metal and stuff like that. Because I used to make knives. You probably didn't know that. I called them bank shanks because they looked like a prison weapon. I would take a file, like a bastard file, and I would uh, put it on the bench grinder and shape it to the shape that I wanted. I'd take an angle grinder, cut it, cut the shape out, put it on the bench grinder, put it on the belt sander, get me a nice edge. And then I temper that bitch. The only problem with tempering is that I only had one blow. I only had one. I only had one blowtorch, and it's really hard to heat something up to a red hot orange in order to temper something. Here's a uh, here's a myth that you might hear. It's not true. I don't think it's true. But so the way you temper metal is that you heat it up until it's red hot, like literally, like bright orange. And then, which is my favorite color, by the way, uh, so you heat it up, and then you have to quench it. You have to, you have to dunk it in either oil or water. And so, if you do that once, so you heat it up to this red hot, and then you, you ever seen that, like the blacksmith? Well, you you do that, and it. Uh, it hardens the metal to where it's super, super hard. I can't remember what the name of that process is. But you do that, and then it makes it super hard. The only problem is, it's really, really hard, but then now it's really, really brittle. So you can't necessarily do much with that. Um, but a file itself is actually already really, really hard. But if you drop a file on the ground, there's a good chance that it'll shatter. So... 
you probably don't give one fuck about this, but <laughs> sorry, I do. So this is what we're talking about. Uh, and so when you want to temper it, you do the first thing. You heat it up red hot, then you dunk it in oil or dunk it in water. And then if you want to temper it, after you've done that, you heat it up until it's like half, probably half the temperature or something like that. It'll get to like a, a bluish, purplish color. And then you let it cool on its own. I've heard different scenarios, different things about this process. If you do know, tell me because I want to know. Send me an email and let me know. But you heat it up half the to like half the temperature and then you let it cool on its own. And when you do that, that's what you call tempering. And so when you temper it, it uh, arranges the molecules or whatever in the metal and it makes it not quite as hard as you know the hardening process and not quite as soft as the annealing process annealing is when you heat it up red hot and then you just let it cool then the metal is much more malleable dude these words coming out of my mouth i don't know where they come from sometimes because i don't read and uh i'm <laughs> I'm impressed with my vocabulary, to be honest with you. Um, but yeah, it makes it more malleable, where you can hammer it out, possibly. Uh, you can file it. So usually, if I'm going to make a knife, I'll anneal it first. So I'll heat it red hot and then let it cool on its own. And then it's what's easier to get an edge on that blade uh, when you take it to the, to the belt sander. <clears throat> the problem is, this is what I can't get around. Uh, the people that I've seen that are tempering metal and shit, a lot of them have like a big ass furnace. All I had was a blowtorch. But the problem is when you heat something that hot, that red hot, a lot of times the metal will warp. And I don't know. I have no idea what to do once it warps because you can't hammer it out after you've done all that work on the metal and put scars and nicks all in the fucking knife. So I don't know what to do. If you do know, if you do, if you got any knife makers out there, bush crafters or whatever the fuck you guys are, please let me know because I am a tool smith. I love tools. Um, I've got probably, except tool tools, like people tools. I don't like them at all. They piss me off. Uh, you know, the fairies. Not gays, love gays. I don't like fairies. I don't like snowflakes. I don't like fairies. I don't like... Uh, I like rednecks, okay. But when they're like red rednecks, like white trash redneck, uh, they're not my favorite. But I'm going to get in trouble for saying that. But it's a joke. <clears throat> Maybe. <laughs> Who even knows? Who even knows these days? I don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Um... Yeah, so, um, <clears throat> Jesus, I am sorry. You're probably like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Oh, dude, listen to this. Been doing the keto, right? Dude, I'm fucking crushing keto. That should be, that should be the name of a podcast, a nutrition podcast, Crushing Keto with a K. Um, I'm See, here's the trick, fatties. Here's what you do when you're a real fatty like myself. I'm not even doing this to lose weight. Because I just gave up on that. I do it because I get fucking horrible anxiety when I don't eat right. And I can't think straight. And I can't write jokes. So it's just an absolute disaster. So here's what I do. I will have one cheat day. 
I set that side, set that day aside, and I eat whatever the fuck I want. And it is bad. I, I could never do this in front of someone. <laughs> it would be way too embarrassing. Okay? So, like the other day, the previous day before this cheat day, I went to the grocery store and I stocked up beforehand. And I went and I got a dozen donuts, those Intamin's donuts, where it's got the, it's got four sugar coated, four cinnamon coated, and four of the old fashioned. Nothing like an old fashioned donut, <laughs> by the way. Those are fucking delicious. I don't even know why. They have nothing on them, but they're delicious. And uh, then I went and got 12 of uh, Ghirardelli chocolate or whatever. San Francisco's finest or whatever the fuck. Uh, those brownies, those bite-sized brownies. I got 12 of them. And uh, they're bite-sized, but damn, that's a big bite. <laughs> maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should like bite for, maybe I should quarter it and then eat it. Maybe I wouldn't eat as much. That's bullshit. I'll still power through it. You trust me on that one. And uh, so why am I talking more quietly? This is like seductive. So I put those brownies in my mouth and I smeared them all over my... <laughs> I started massaging my nipple or whatever. Okay. Um, yeah, so I ate a dozen donuts. And then I ate a dozen brownies. And um, I think I drank some sugar drinks of some kind. I can't remember. I drank some milk. I did have some milk. I had some coffee, and I put some half and half in it. And basically, I was a fucking asshole <laughs> to myself. Um, but you know what? I give myself one day a week to where I do that. Maybe this isn't good. Maybe this isn't legit. I had this this girl. <laughs> uh, I, I would say her name, but, you know, I, I can't... I can't out her like that. Um, but I always fuck around and, and say things about women around her just because I know it bothers her. Um, but she's a great friend of mine. But she was saying that she is on this diet. She's on like paleo or some shit because of health problems. And so she has to do it. And she was like, yeah, I cheated. Um, I had a piece of pizza. I, had, I went to New York last year and had a slice of pizza. It was in February. I was like, hold up. So a year and a half ago, you had one slice of pizza. So you've cheated one time this entire time. What a fucking bitch. <laughs> you fucking bitch. No, I'm kidding. She's not a bitch. You can't even say bitch anymore. That's a shame. Uh, but you know, I was like, what the? Are you serious? You've only cheated one time? That's fucking insane. And, uh, but she was saying, yeah, you doing your little one cheat day a week is, uh, not good. And I argued that, well, I've actually done some research, which means I've listened to a bunch of podcasts, um, of people talking about it. And the cheat day is actually not bad. It can shock your body. You know, I need to shock my brain is <laughs> probably what I need to do. I need to get some electro... What's it called? Electrostatata therapy or something? Tatas. <laughs> that used to be the name for titties. I've never heard. I haven't heard tatas in a while. 
But yeah, she cheated once in a year and a half, and then she told me that I wasn't fully committed because I do one cheat day. I was like, look here, Missy. Uh, I am doing well. I'm crushing the keto game. Okay? So, <clears throat> stop raining on my parade, please. Because I feel like I'm doing really well. And all I need is for some bitch <laughs> to come in my life and uh, shame me. I am tired of being shamed. Um, actually, I miss being shamed. Fat shamed and... I wish I was getting slut-shamed. Uh, that would mean I was slutting it up. That'd be awesome. That was my dream, is to get slut-shamed. All these people complaining about getting slut-shamed. You should be happy that you're taking on activities that will allow people to trash you for being a slut. Yeah, so I don't want to hear your fucking... I don't want to be... I don't care, okay? Because I... I'm not participating in any activities that would allow me to be slut-shamed. Maybe my standards are too high. I don't know. It's not like, you know, it's not like like the women are just flocking and I'm just like, no, you're not good enough. Moving on. <laughs> That's not the case. So, you know, but I'm not looking either because I don't have time. I don't have time. It might sound like a cop-out, but I don't give a shit. I don't have time. Um, you know? Like, here's the deal, okay? Here's my justification. I do comedy every night. Almost every night. I'd say six nights a week, for sure. And I do other things at night. Probably four to five times a week. And I do work seven days a week. So, fitting a lady in that scenario is not going to cut it. I mean, who in their right mind I'm going to go to and be like, look, I find you great, but um, I can give you four hours on Saturday to hang out. Um, how's that? <laughs> Are you good? for four? What do you mean that's selfish? You, you think that's selfish of me to only, you know, give you four hours of my time a week? I mean... Jesus, what what do you think? Do uh, you think I'm some sort of fucking... I don't know. I don't know where this is going, but you get what I'm saying. It's like, I can't... Nobody wants four hours a week, and I don't feel like that's fair to them either. I mean, Jesus Christ. And then if I have someone is like equally busy, then I can't just be like um, trying to schedule something all the time. And then something come up, and then we had to cancel. That's that's a nightmare. I've done that before. Uh, maybe I've done that before. I don't know. But it sounds like a nightmare. Okay, here's, here's more of my justification. Uh, yeah, I can't, can't be doing that. Can't be doing it. I did get on Tinder, though, twice. Catfished twice. This Facetune, ladies and men. Oh, I... It is a man thing, too, because I talked to my gay friend, and he was telling me about Facetune. That's how I learned about it. Evidently, there's this app on, I don't know, Instagram, whatever, something like that, or some app you get on Apple, and you can tune your face, you know, like auto-tune. Uh, yeah, where you tune the notes when you sing. You don't even have to sing in tune. You can just like, do, and it's still... 
I can still put it in tune. That's bullshit. Well, they can do that with your face now. <laughs> I didn't know this. I could, I would have brought some. I would have brought some cheat photos to the game. Maybe up my points a little bit. But no. So what happened was two different people on Tinder. One of them, look, you know, I, 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 I do care about looks. I care about looks a lot. But, you know, I can see through a lot of things. Like, I would hope to God you could see through a lot of things with me. But don't be posting shit pictures that don't doesn't look anything like you. This one girl posted. I went on a date with her. She seemed cool. I get there. She's like 50 pounds heavier than the photos that she had online. Now, that's bullshit. I mean, that's a lie. That's a big, no pun intended, but that is a big lie. And I felt cheated. I didn't know what to do. I still took her to dinner. She was, <laughs> she loved food. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. Uh, no, but I still took her to dinner and I tried to be nice, but I'm like, Jesus Christ, you just fucking lied like big time with these photos. That's not cool at all. And uh, so basically I just never talked to her again. And then I had another one. Same thing. Tune that face up. And it wasn't that she was a bad looking girl at all when we went out. She, and uh, But I couldn't trust her after that. I was like, this photo looks nothing like you. That's bullshit. You know, my photos were genuinely, I was ugly, but I wasn't uglier when you saw me. You know? So, I feel like I deserve props. See, I feel like I'm giving a lecture right now. I feel like a Baptist minister. You guys ever been to a Baptist church? All of you snowflakes that are going to hell, you should go to a Baptist sermon. <laughs> I've only been to one, I think it was one Baptist sermon. And uh, boy, oh boy, it was every... It was every bit as bad as the stereotypes you would hear about Southern churches. Like, here's the thing. There's a lot of Southern churches you go to that are not the fire and brimstone. Like, there really is. The, you know, if you're gay, you're going to hell or whatever. Like, there are a lot of those, but there are a lot that aren't. And my church was always not like that. And But I had two Baptist roommates when I was in college, and I went to church with them. Holy Lord, this dude was yelling and screaming and crying. No joke, like crying, like sobbing and crying and laughing. I was just, I was fucking horrified. Because I never really knew what people were really talking about, about this fire and brimstone thing. I mean, I, I knew I had an idea but I was like, what are you guys talking about? Like, my church is, you know, not open-minded, but, you know, it's not terrible. They're not yelling and screaming like lunatics, speaking in tongues and shit like the Pentecostals. And, uh, but then I went to this one. Oh, that was tough. <laughs> that dude was out of his fucking mind. And, uh, I don't see how... I get the community part of church, and, you know, lots of preachers are good. They give a good sermon. I just don't do the Jesus thing, but the whole morality and stuff, you know, be nice to your neighbor. That's a pretty good idea. <laughs> don't kill anyone. Okay. 
I thank you, sir. I'm glad you I'm glad you told me that because I was planning on going home and killing my neighbor. And if you wouldn't have said that, I probably would have done it. So thank you. Um, but yeah, those are all good things, right? And uh, what the fuck was I talking about? But yeah, like I don't need. How do you get comfort out of that lunatic screaming? And yelling and telling you you're going to go to hell if you do this. You're going to go to hell if you do that. And all this other fucking bullshit. Like, even if you do believe in hell or heaven. Like, I, I get that. But how can you... How can you th- say someone's going to hell based on their sexual preference? That drives me crazy. It really does. Um, and I've... I don't know. When I was, my my mom's a piano teacher, you know, got her doctorate in piano performance and all that stuff. So both, basically most of her colleagues were gay. And you didn't say anything negative about the queers in my household. <laughs> yeah, you treated gays with respect because they were her mentors. I'm glad I was raised like that because, you know, that would have been a hard one to beat out of your head. That kind of old idea... You know, that's the thing. You grow up with this shit. You grow up with all these ideas, all these beliefs that have beliefs that have been hammered into you for all these years. You know, like eggs. Eggs are bad for you. That's that's a thing, right? Eggs and cholesterol. The yolk is not good for you. Evidently, that's not true. Or maybe that is true. But you know, the latest studies or whatever the fuck they're doing is saying that eggs are actually really good for you. And, you know, if you listen to Joe Rogan, I think he was saying, like, one, uh, like, Weight Watchers, it's not even a point. So you can eat as many, you can eat as many eggs as you want. Um, so you hear that shit. You hear that fat is bad for you. Then all of a sudden it's like, no, fat is fine. It's sugar. That's the problem. It's fu- And you get, but you get that hammered in your head and Jesus, how do you move on from there? You know, how do you how do you detach from that? How do you detach from this idea that you're 100% right and nobody's going to convince you? I think that's what's the problem right now. I was watching the Queer Eye, that show on... That's coming from my mouth when I say queer. <laughs> it sounds horrible because um, I'm, you know, got the, got the redneck accent. But that show Queer Eye, if you haven't seen it, shut off this podcast right now and go watch it. No, please don't. Please listen to the rest. Or play it while you watch it. I just need the listens. I need sponsors. Uh, But yeah, the guy on Queer Eye, what a great fucking show. I, uh, you know, I know it's a reality show and a lot of it's set up to where it'll seem a certain way. But a lot of it, Either way, even if it was reality TV, was really it was really fucking good. I couldn't believe it. So the first guy that they went, so what they do is they basically go and pimp somebody, you know, make a dude like way cooler, or, or you know, you know, help them with their with their clothing selection, and they try to teach him a little self care, which I'm not really into. But the way they do it, it's really cool. And they weren't going to these people's houses that were, you know, liberal and progressive and agreed with them. 
which I thought was really, really cool. It really had made me have a lot more respect for the show. Because it's not like, we're just going to go in here and we're going to talk about stuff that everybody and, and just have somebody that agrees with me, you know? I can't stand that. Like, oh, why don't I hang out with everyone that agrees with me? What? How are you growing then? You got to hang out with people that don't agree with you. Um, I'm such a hypocrite because <laughs> I hate hanging out with people that don't agree with me. But you, you got to, you know, you got to grow. If you want to change, if you want to change, you got to be uncomfortable. So they did this. The first guy they went to is this old dude, you know, had an antique car. He's like a fucking. If you look at him, you're like, Jesus Christ, this is a gay hating redneck, <laughs> like for sure. But they got to know the dude, and they got they helped him, and like got him looking better and stuff. I was like, wow, I was so good. I almost started crying during the show. If you haven't seen Queer Eye, I'm telling you. Go watch that show. That show, that show's pretty kick-ass. I'm a big fan. And then they did this one where this guy was a white dude and he was a cop. And they went and helped him out. And uh, the reason I'm saying this is because they were having this chat, you know. Is this a spoiler alert? I don't fucking know. Cut it off if it is. But they were saying, you know, he was saying everybody talks. Or everybody wants to talk. Nobody wants to listen. That's where we are in today's society. Yeah, I, I just dropped the mic because I feel like that was a mic-dropping worthy statement. Everybody wants to talk. Nobody wants to listen, which is exactly what I'm doing right now is I'm talking. There's absolutely no fucking listening going on right now. You should see me right now. I'm pointing at the wall like I'm giving a speech and there's nobody there. I don't even I'm not even picturing anybody. I'm just staring right at a blank wall. <laughs> I look like a fucking lunatic. I look the way I am. Um Yeah, I used to <laughs> I heard this guy talking about one time. And he was complaining to somebody about how shitty his life was and like, you know, he's not making any money, his job sucks and he has no friends and all this stuff. He's like, dude, well at least you got good judgment. <laughs> You got one thing going for you. You are incredibly self-aware. That's a joke I've been trying to do. You are incredibly self-aware. You shouldn't beat yourself down so much because the start <laughs> the start to growth is knowing where you are, knowing where you stand. And Because uh, I don't think you're going to lose any weight if you don't realize you're fat. Why would you? Well, I don't get these people that go up and talk about how, how you know they're good looking and they're beautiful. And I'm looking at them like, no, you're not. <laughs> I like. I guess it's okay to accept who you are, but you don't want to accept the wrong thing. It's like if somebody gives me a hundred dollars or gives me ten bucks, and I'm like accepting it, but I'm accepting it thinking it's a hundred bucks. It's not the same same thing. I should be grateful for the ten bucks. The hundred bucks would be way better, but that's not what I have. But I can still be happy with the ten. That's the way I feel. Is that a good analogy? I think it wasn't bad. I feel, I feel like, you know, I'm a three, four. I don't know. Yeah, three or four. Somewhere in there. I'm not a ten. But I'm okay with the four. If I'm 100% okay with the four, then it's just as good as being a ten. But I'm not under any sort of delusion that I'm a fucking ten and that I am beautiful. That's ridiculous because I'm not. And that's fine. I'm okay with it. So I can't stand these lies 
these people talking about I'm I'm I am a big beautiful woman or man or whatever the fuck. Like no you're not. What are you talking about? And then the crowd cheers. I don't understand. You know? There's a couple people if they get up there and they're like, I'm hot as fuck, you'd be like, Yeah, yeah, I get it. yeah, you are. You know? Guys and gals, you know, couple good looking. Do you guys have this? The guys like I can tell if a guy is good looking, but I can't tell the difference between like a seven and a ten as far as looks go. And I, I maybe I think that's because I'm not gay. But I can be like, yeah, that's a good looking guy. But I can't be like, that is a smoke show. Because there's a lot of guys that I know and I'm like, yeah, he's a good looking guy. He's attractive. But the women will be like, wow, he is a fucking smoker. You know, he's hot as fuck. A smoke show. And I, I don't get it. Do you guys have that? I don't, I don't know. Does that make me homophobic? Probably. Everything makes me homophobic. But anyway. Uh, so, yeah, I'm going out of town Thursday. I think I'm going to wake up Thursday morning when I get to the airport. I probably, well, I can't cut my phone off when I get to the airport. I got to talk to some people. Maybe I will. Maybe I'll cut my phone off and not look at it on the plane. Nah, that's ridiculous. You got to look at it on the plane. I'm going to try to write jokes the whole time on the plane, though. Get on the plane, write some jokes. I got four hours worth of time on the plane to write some jokes. That joke of mine, I can't tell you that joke. I'm not burning jokes on the pod anymore, okay? I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I'll burn this one. <laughs> Teaser. I'm kidding. Not doing it. Not doing that joke. But one of my ba- one of my best jokes. If you come to my next show, you'll probably hear this joke. One of my best jokes was written in an airport, and it just came out of me. It was like extemporaneously it just happened. Yeah, yeah, that happened. Did you hear that fucking vocab there? I astound. It's astounding. <laughs> I continually blow myself away. What did I use today? Malleable? Who knows what that means? You know, only 90% of you. <laughs> the other 10 probably don't. You know, malleable extemporaneously? How, who knows what that means? Maybe 75% of you? I don't know. But I feel like my vocabulary is fucking on par. On point. Is it on par or on point? Probably point. But if you're on par referring to golf, then that means you had the proper amount of strokes to complete the hole. I'm <laughs> completing a lot of holes in my life. I've actually completed none in uh, quite some time. But, you know, that's beside the point. I'm um, selling my motorcycle. I forgot to tell you guys that. If you are a podcast... Here's the deal. Yeah, how about this? If you're a podcast listener, you're listening to this pod... And you want a motorcycle, I have a Suzuki GS500F. The only thing it needs is a new battery, which I will go purchase a new battery, put the new battery in, and let you test drive it with the cash in my hand. But if you're a pod listener and you want it, I will I'll give you a good deal. I will. I will. I'm selling it for $2,700 right now. On Craigslist, and I will give you, if you're a pod listener, and you can prove it, 
to me that you're a pod listener, I'll give you I'll give you five hundred dollars off. Five hundred bucks off of the motor, the motorcycle, the motorbike. Yeah, I will. Yeah. Here's I don't know how I can get you to prove it. Uh, the, the code word is tabernacle. I don't know why that word came out. But if you send me an email, matthewbankspodcast at gmail.com, and then you put tabernacle in the subject and say, give me your fucking motorcycle for 2200 bucks," it's yours. It's yours. So just put it out there. I'm trying to sell it. I don't want to sell it. So don't be trying to lowball me because I want this motor. I have the room. I don't need the money. But, you know, I, daddy doesn't need to. <laughs> daddy is me. I refer to myself as daddy quite often because nobody else will. So, yeah, Tabernacle, 2200 bucks. And if you, you know, I don't know. Yeah, 2200 bucks. And if you want to go lower than that, go fuck yourself. But we can talk. We can talk about it if you want. If you're hot, maybe. Uh, yeah, I said it. I fucking, <laughs> I said it. Jesus Christ, it's late and I'm delusional. It's 8.47 p.m. You're hopefully going to be listening to this in the next 30 minutes or so. I got some concert tunings tonight. I'm going to do these concert tunings tonight so I can go in later tomorrow morning. I am so sick of getting to work at 7 in the damn morning. It is not my favorite thing to do by any means. Uh, but summer's coming soon, May the 18th. Book me on all your shows because, uh, yeah. Book me on all your shows because uh, May the 18th, I am, you know, school uh, is out for summer. I still work, but not nearly as much. It's nice. Uh, oh, speaking of, if you, if you are a listener and you're not a comedian, I know most of my listeners are actually comedians. I appreciate that. That's very nice of you. But if you are a business owner, something like that, you know, and you want to book me on your show, uh, you hear that? I'm sorry. That's not a good noise. Not a good noise at all. Why is it making that noise? We'll power through. You're probably listening on your phone. Doesn't matter. Yeah, it went away. Uh, so, yeah, if you're a business owner, you just it doesn't matter if you're a business owner. You just want to have a comedy show. You want me to get some comedians to come and fucking rock your face off uh you'll laugh your face off i got i know tons of comedians i know the best comedians in the bay uh not to brag but uh i do know <laughs> the best comedians in the bay you contact me we will bring you a show you set it up you know you push the tickets we'll all do it for a reasonable price it's just something to think about you got some sort of event that you want comedy, you want me, you want my pals. I can do about 15 to 20 minutes of fairly solid material, so you're not going to get me to do an hour. But if you want an hour, if you want an hour and a half, I got plenty of comics that will come in. We'll bring some comedy and we will fucking tear the walls off. The paint will fall off. The Waltz. Is that... What the hell am I talking about? But we will put you a good show on. I would love to do that. So contact me. And uh, we'll do private shows. We don't give a fuck. Comedians will perform anywhere. We will perform in a bathroom. We will perform 
in a mattress store. This really does happen. Uh, comedy. <laughs> comedy is for the desperate. That is for sure. Um, I don't know that I can do much more. I, I think... That was pretty much all I needed to get off my chest. Uh, actually, that's Dro that says that. I talk about Dro all the time. Dro's the funniest motherfucker. God damn, he's funny. Droknows.com. Check him out. Uh, I'm, I plan on having some guests soon. I'm getting about the same amount of listens regardless of whether I have a guest. So I've been doing a lot of solo, getting a guest right now. When I'm really busy, it's kind of hard to arrange it. Um... But I promise to have some guests on soon. I'm going out of town this week, so maybe I'm going to have to record another pod while I'm on the road. Maybe I'll record a pod in the airport and uh, send it to you. Who knows? Who fucking knows? If you're going to be in uh, Nashville, if you're in Nashville, you have a place where I can perform, please let me know. Um, I think that's it. Check me out. MatthewBanksComedy.com I'm going to New York May the 25th through June the 1st. I need some shows there. Hook me up. You know, I got Ryan Goodcase coming with me. Put us on your show. That'd be amazing. I return the favor if you come to the Bay. Love you. Peace the fuck out.